This is the AM640 Afternoon Drive Show on Talk Radio. AM640. On your drive home, welcome to it. Listen, a comedian named Mike Ward was ordered ordered by a Quebec Human Rights Tribunal in July to pay $35,000 in damages to Jeremy Gabriel for making discriminatory comments in an open mic, a stand-up show, about him and, and another 7000 to his mother. He has a, a rare genetic condition and, you know, Ward in 2010 uh, during his comedy set and poked fun at Gabriel's appearance and his illness and his abilities as a singer. And then, of course, uh, this uh, human rights uh, case was brought uh, before the court. He lost the case, but today it's been a bit victorious for a comedian, Mike Ward, because he has now been granted the right to appeal that ruling. We're joined now by Mark Breslin, who's the founder of Yuck Yuck, so no stranger to uh, comedians and their plight across Canada. Uh, nice to have you on the show, Mark. Thank you. Nice to be on the show. Listen, Mark, this is a good day for uh, comedians. At least it's the start of something good with Mike Ward being able to appeal this human rights uh, judgment. Well, I don't know one comedian anywhere in the country and probably nowhere in the United States either that thinks that a legal solution to, you know, this kind of a problem is the right way to go. Not one. Um, we're pretty much free speed absolutists. And if we do something that's untasteful or distasteful, I think the proper reaction is that anybody who's offended by it should stop going to that person's uh, concerts and vote with their pocketbook. Sure. But in no way should this be uh, ever uh, a legal a legal issue. So um, I, it's my belief that he's got, Mike Ward's going to win the case. Yeah, fingers crossed for him. But the Montreal Gazette said uh, the thought of human rights body policing the parameters of acceptable comedy should make anyone who appreciates the craft, let alone those who practice it, shudder. Well, what am I going to have to do? Put all, put a couple of seats away in all my clubs across the country for the thought police so that when they show up, they'll be welcome and we'll buy them a couple of drinks. I don't think so. You've been working in comedy for 40 years. Uh, comedy at times, it, it, it is offensive, depending on who's listening. Uh, most of the time, if you're offended by it, you groan and you move on. Uh, most people don't uh, bring up a case against the comedian. Uh, but we're living in a different kind of age now. In fact, uh, I remember, I saw this article you did for... Uh, believe it was the Toronto Star back in April and wanted to talk to you then. You said that stand-up comedy has gotten really, really soft. What do you mean by that? Well, you know, I mean, uh, that's a bit out of context, but what I really mean is if you watch a lot of comics now, young comics, millennial comics, it's not like when I was starting out and it was very clear who the enemy was. Um, the enemy were people who were small-minded and uh, didn't like certain kinds of language, didn't like uh, certain kinds of ideas, and were on a certain side of the world, and it was very clear it was us versus them. Um, I feel sorry for the millennials now because it's less clear about who the bad guys are. Um, and so as a result, the comedy has gotten kind of soft. There are fewer targets, looser targets. Trump has helped a bit in terms of the comedy community because, I mean, he's just a gift. Just right. a gift. But when he... When his cycle passes, I really wonder what the uh, what the enemy, who the enemy will be, and comedy needs enemies. You know, you talk about millennials and that they don't have any enemy. You know, when you're watching a, a stand-up gig, you know, it, even even people like it has changed recently. But even people like Seinfeld and uh, other, I think Louis C.K. people, they don't want to play comedy clubs anymore uh, to work out uh, uh, to work out their material because it could end up out of context on YouTube. We're dealing with a different type of audience. Is that the problem with comedy now? Do you, are, are we finding that, that comedians are hyper-focused on the audience as opposed to their art? 
Well, that's a good question. I mean, um, at Yuck Yucks, we have a policy of you can't you can't tape the comics. If we find you taping the comics, putting something on video on your phone, we take your phone away, we shut your phone off, we, we stop you from doing that. But not all clubs will do that. Not all clubs will go to that extent. We will. Um, because we think that the uh, clubs are like gyms. And you know what? You can't really judge a uh, half-finished product. That's not really fair. Right. Um, and if you're going to... Uh, comedy is delicate. You change a word. You change a phrase. And you change the whole meaning of the joke. And people will judge you on the joke that isn't really the joke you want to tell yet. So, yeah, that is a problem. There are other problems, too. I mean, one of the problems is that the Internet has become the prime source of, of uh, distributing your act. And when it was uh, six minutes on a television show, you honed that six minutes to an inch of your life. Yeah. You worked it and you worked it and you worked it and it was perfect. And now everybody does an hour. And frankly, very few people have an hour, especially if they're doing what I think of as autobiographical material, because most people's lives, comics lives, just aren't that interesting. So I'm a big believer in the classic six-minute bit. Mark, is there anything that's off-limits in comedy? No, I don't think so. I mean, no, certainly no topic is off-limits. It's the approach to the, to the topic, and a comic's job is to make people understand the attitude that they have towards the taboo or transgressive material. So if you're making a rape joke just because you use the word rape doesn't necessarily mean you're in favor of the word rape or you're in favor of rape. Right. You may be saying the opposite. You may be approaching it from an ironic distance. But if people aren't listening carefully, they might actually think that you're endorsing it. So it's up to the audience as well to actually listen carefully to what the comic is really, really saying. And look, everything has to do with what people go into a, an audience with. They, ha they come in with prejudices and preconditions. And I remember once when I was a performer out in Vancouver, I did an act and afterwards somebody came over, the manager came over and said, Mark, there's a woman, she's in tears. She's listening to what you're saying. She's so offended. She wants to tell you. Okay. And I thought, wow. I take on everybody. Sure. Uh, I, I certainly did at that time. Who did I offend her? What did I say to the senator the most and she came up to me and said i don't know how you could say those horrible things about cats wow she was a cat lover uh -huh. and anything i said about race or sexuality didn't Fine. bother her in the least but my cat jokes they bothered her right are there and just can never be too safe are there some people that should just avoid comedy clubs I've always thought that if you have a really thin skin, you don't really belong in a comedy, in a traditional modern comedy club. You might belong in comedy that's being done in a church, uh, you know, but you just don't belong in a comedy club if that's the case. And in the beginning, in the beginning, when I first started in the 70s, we used to lead, lose at least a third of our audience would walk out in complete disgust. Usually at me, I might add. And I'm but don't comic comics love that as well when you're walking out? Not I mean, doesn't... Really. No. But doesn't we it say to, something no, about no. your material, that it's no, hitting no, some no. sort of... What we want to do is we want to take you right to the edge of the abyss, but we do not want you to leap in with us. Right. You want to go right to the edge. The job is not to offend people. The uh, job is to get you to laugh at things that you would not generally laugh at otherwise. So what do you say to the pros like Seinfeld? I mean, I've seen Seinfeld a couple of times. He's absolutely hilarious. You don't stop laughing. And, and people like Seinfeld and Chris Rock, I think he might have been one of the people that said, you know, we're not playing campuses anymore because these millennials don't have a sense of humor. Uh, what would you say to that? They may be right. 
they may be absolutely right. I mean, Yuck Yucks books a lot of comics on on campuses, but you know there are a certain rules that we that the comics have to follow and certain things that they can and can't talk about. So you know, it's it's not a great time in terms of that. I'm just proud to say that at least Yuck Yucks is one place that is an absolute free speech zone. And uh, since 1976, if some customer came up to me and said, "I don't like what you just said about the Catholic Church," I'd say, "Then get out." You worried get about out. move it, move it, father, get I out. Would, I would scream at them, get out in the middle of the in the middle of the show. In fact, what I used to do is I used to have the audience chant with me, get out, get out. <laughs> then I would pull out my wallet, pull out a wad of money, and scream, "The Jew has your money!" Just to jab it in even further. <laughs> Are you worried about the future of comedy? No, not at all. Okay, and I guess the Mike Ward's uh, uh, ability to appeal today, this ruling, uh, comforts you a little more. Comforts me a little more, um, but you know it's not like pe- it costs money and it costs time to start having people litigate. And even if people are offended, it doesn't mean that they're going to litigate. There, I have been threatened with litigation at least a thousand times, and no one ever, ever has actually gone through with it because it's not an easy thing to do. These people who are litigating against Mike Ward have an agenda. They, they, they have a, I guess, a, a lobby group. They're, they're part of something else. But I did ask Mike Ward an important question when I saw him in the summer. And what was that? Mike, did these people, this family, ever come to you and call you and say, can we sit down and talk about this just person to person because you're hurting us? And he said, no, they never did. So obviously, this could be a bit of a cash grab as well. And, uh, you know, I don't have that much respect for it. They claim, they claim that this is about the dignity of their son, and they settled for $42,000, and now we know the price of dignity in our world is the price of a, a used Lexus. <laughs> Appreciate uh, wrapping it up on such a good note there, Mark. Mark, uh, a pleasure talking to you. You're welcome. You have yourself Thank a great you. day. You too. Mark Breslin, founder of Yuck Yucks, talking about the future of comedy. Can comedy be funny in this PC age, I ask you? 416-870-6400, star 640 on your cell phone. I want to open that up to you. Are you finding that people are still laughing at humor these days, or just have we lost our sense of, of humor? Is it done? Is it finished? Mark seems to think that it's still around, and, you know, this is a big win for Canadian Mark, Mike Ward uh, being able to appeal this human rights judgment. But uh, what do you think of human rights uh, even having their hands in at this uh, or or comedians? It seems completely wrong to me. It's Talk Radio, AM640 Toronto. The AM640 Afternoon Drive Show. Listen live. Weekday afternoons from 4 till 7 on AM640. Or download the app at 640toronto.com.